Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. It's really good to have you back here. This week I am introducing a new guest to the show. Her name is Tioni Hall and she is a personal development life coach, a speaker, and a Reiki and NLP practitioner and she believes that self-love is the best love. And Tioni and I have connected over Instagram and I'm really happy to bring her on the show. Tioni, welcome. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. You know, like I think I've been following you for a few years when I was really kind of putting out more of my spiritual stuff. And we just, I think somehow like connected and lately uh, you've been popping up in my feed more and more and you've been doing a lot of videos and I really enjoy the way you deliver your information. You speak really well, which makes sense why you're a speaker. Uh, but I know that you're also, um, it's interesting how, you know, when I was kind of getting ready to come out and do more speaking, it was very nerve wracking to me. I was really nervous to kind of use my voice. How has it been for you using your voice? It is nerve wracking. I, I actually, I actually find it quite scary. Like speaking to an audience is one of my biggest fears, but I think why I use filters at the moment on my videos, because it's just like, it's me. It's like my auto ego. It's kind of someone else. You know, like everyone has their auto ego that they use for their confidence or whatever it may be. So yeah, I do find it nerve wracking, but I feel like since I've been doing all that I've done so far, I'm getting better at it. So I'm mm -hmm. getting a bit more comfortable doing it now. Good, good. Yeah, and I mean, it's that's like with anything. The more you do something, the more it becomes habit, right? Yeah, exactly. So we're going to talk about a lot of things, and uh, but first I kind of want to get into uh, your awakening uh, with my audience. Uh, you, you and I were talking last week, and you, like me, have kind of been awakened since you were a teenager. What was it like for you growing up? So I feel like growing up, I always felt like a little bit different to most people around me. Things that they were interested in, I had zero to none interest or well, I had a little interest but I was more interested in like angels and guides and spirits and that kind of the mystical stuff mystical side of life and then when I was about 15 16 that's when I started finding out about you know what life is really about secret societies and all that kind of stuff and that was more of my interest and it still is to be honest there's a there's a lot of rabbit holes that you can go down there are many rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, but I know, I know a little bit. <laughs> okay. So what was it like then for you when you start to kind of awaken to this idea of, 
Like when you say secret societies, what exactly do you mean? Oh, so there's different names. Some people call them Freemasons. Some people call them Illuminati. Some people call them devil worshippers. Some people call them the one percenters. Some people call them the ones that rule the world. There's all different names. I want to call them the one percenters for now because in comparison to how many of us are in the world, they are merely 1% of the population. Because I think it's like 12 families, they say, that um, run the world, so to speak. So, so like, what was your question again? I just got completely stuck. No, yeah, you were, you were doing great. I was just asking you um, what like these, these secret societies are to you. And there's so many rabbit holes that you can go down. And, you know, in, in all defense, for um, you know, anyone who may not be awakened to this kind of stuff, in their defense, there are some rabbit holes that you can go down and you get suckered into and you're like, oh wow, I probably shouldn't have gone down that one. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's kind of part of the game of exploring the truth and trying to find out what exactly is going on in this world because we're in the midst of a very chaotic time in our, in our life. Uh, okay. I think we're definitely seeing things that I don't know if, well, it's not that humanity hasn't seen this throughout the millennium, but this in particular feels a little bit like this could really change things. Yeah, I agree. I feel like we are in an era of awakening and I feel like more people are awakening, not just to, on like on a spiritual level and on a noticing level about things that are going on in the world. And I feel like, now with like this lockdown, it's given people more time to analyze and think about what's really going on, which is causing the, causing the awakening. So people are realizing more and more, like things don't seem right. Yeah. That's how I... Yeah, it's definitely, I think I've, I've definitely noticed a lot of people in, that I've known, um, certainly not everyone. Um, some people are still in quite a big denial of, you know, the narrative versus what's actually happening. But there are people who are definitely starting to see things that they weren't seeing before. And I guess because people like you and I, who are a little bit more vocal and willing to say things that a lot of people will call you crazy for, roll their eyes at, when you start to awaken to some of these truths and start to see things because you're finally doing your own research and you're not just allowing yourself to be spoon-fed by the TV talking heads, you reach out to people like you and I. Yeah, exactly. Like I have a friend and I've always been talking about stuff that's happening. Like I don't watch the news. It's always something negative. It's always trying to put you into fear, a place of fear. And we went on holiday this year to Morocco. And when we got back, she's like, she rang me two days later and she's like, Tioni, I get it. I was like, well, get, get watched. Cause I know what you're talking about. I'm like, what, what do you mean? What am I talking about? She goes, I understand like, what's happening in the world now. I think she must came across the video. Someone sent her a video. Then she remembered something else that had happened and she put two and two together and she's like, I get it now. I was like, welcome to my world. <laughs> it's literally, but to be fair, I've been quite lucky because my family are quite open to it. And most of my friends barring her that now gets it were unaware or maybe sometimes it's not that they're unaware. I think some people, it's just not a priority for them to understand or they feel like it's not a priority to know certain things. Whereas I feel it's opposite. I feel like it's a priority to know, especially when it, um, it can hurt all of us in essence. Like if we don't be aware and stand up for what's right, it's just like, it's a scary, it could, it could be a scary place. 
Yeah. And I think we're starting to see that. I think what's important when you realize how much you don't know when you start studying all this um, is that if you aren't willing to take it upon yourself to make this a priority, like you're saying, and I think that's a very true statement that a lot of people just don't see the point. Like, why bother? My life's fine. You know, like everything's good here. Um, You know, I've got the house. I maybe got the kids, you know, um, I've got my job, like a good friends, good family. Everything's fine, you know, for the most part. But what you don't know means if you don't know something, you don't know if you're saying yes or no to it. Exactly. And that's scary because what a lot of people don't realize is what they're actually saying yes to. And if they realized what they were saying yes to, they would be, I think some people would have mental meltdowns. I feel like a lot of people right now probably are having mental meltdowns due to the fact that so much information is coming out. I do feel like there is a lot of cognitive dissonance for people. And it's like, like I get it because if, you're, if you believe a world's one way and then you find out that everything that you believe and you've built your core values and your beliefs on and your life around this and now you find out that is basically a lie, that is a big thing to comprehend. And I can understand why at the present now, Mental health is going up, suicide's going up, you know, a lot of things are going up. A lot of more people get more health issues, not because of necessarily COVID, but the fact that they're stuck in their houses, they've got no family and friends around them. There's a lot of things happening and people are becoming very fearful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, I think there's a lot of things that people don't realize we take for granted as things that actually um, support our own emotional and mental well-being. And, yeah. and part of that is having family and friends around. And when you have a situation like COVID where um, we're not allowed to do that, there is going to be some sort of negative effect that happens. And some people may write it off as it's not that important. It's not that big of a deal, but it is. It is because the, the suicide rate went up. Domestic abuse skyrocketed. Yeah. You know, like all of these things happened that had a, that sheltering at home had a negative impact on and well child abuse more child abuse I think divorce rates have gone up as well very much has changed in six seven weeks yeah and you know you can you can't look at one thing as like for instance keeping people safe from contracting a virus okay and not look at the negative impacts of what you know, sheltering at home has. You just can't pick and choose. You can't cherry pick what you're going to look at so that you feel good about whatever side you feel like you're supporting. Yeah, I agree. And I totally. Yeah. And that's just something that I feel is happening right now, which is part of what you talked about, the cognitive dissonance, which is yeah. at an all-time high rate, I think, right now. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you have to think, well, it is really hard, though, to go against everything that you've built your life on like believe in politicians believe in the news believe in that this is how life should be and that's it's a big shape to someone who truly truly believes in that system Mm -hmm. it really is because a lot of us build our own identities on those belief systems and if you build your own identity on those belief systems when that belief system it gets exposed for being false um, then all of a sudden you're questioning who you are. And that's a really scary place to be. Exactly. It's a very scary place. So I do understand why some people are still choosing 
not to notice it yet, even though they notice it, if that makes sense. Like they know something's going on, but they're just continuing their regular life because maybe it's easier for them. And I, I can't fault them for it because that is who they are. But at the same time, you have to at least take a look because in the long run, it will affect, affect us all, sorry. Mm-hmm. It will. Yeah. Like these are having global effects on all of us, on all our quality of life, our freedoms, our liberties are all being stripped away and people don't realize it. Exactly. And that's what they do. They're part of their plans is, you know, let's cause a problem. Let's see how they react. We've already got a solution for them, which basically takes away more of their freedom. And it, people just don't, don't see it because it's so subtle and because people believe in the system, they don't see that the system actually isn't there for any of us, really. No, it's, it's serving the one percenters. Literally, literally is. And all they want is money, power and control. Mm-hmm. And if we continue to allow them to take away our liberties and our freedom, we will have no freedom, we'll have no humanity, we have no human rights. And we're already getting to the point of not having human rights when they pass on lockdown. That is like basically putting on house arrest. It's like someone said, I heard someone say, it's like, or, or on my last podcast, Mary, um, she said, it's like, go to your room and stay there. It's like all of a sudden we became these children who needed to be yeah. told how to, to, to act and behave and what we had to do without any ability to think for ourselves. It's literally that. And I feel like COVID is no more than a different strain of the flu. And if we think about it logically, everyone catches the flu personally i've never had the flu i i've never had the flu jab either i don't believe in vaccinations but it's a different strain of the flu and we never lock down the world for the flu so why are we looking looking down the world for covid it makes no sense and then the more you stay at home and you stay clean and you don't be around people that in in it that in itself is lowering the immune system you need to be around people you need to get germs to help build the immune system. So the more that we're stuck at home and too scared to touch anything or be around people, we're actually harming ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh. Absolutely. It's like, I think about like, you know, when I went a long time, in 2009, I went to Bali and I was there for like a month traveling and I got the Bali belly <laughs> and uh, it was awful. It was one of the worst experiences. And I tried all these like natural ways. And I even went so far as to, and this is kind of funny, you know, the book Eat, Pray, Love? I have actually heard that. Actually, no, I think I have heard it. I haven't actually read it though. Okay. In the book, she talks about her journey in Bali and how she went to this medicine woman type thing and got this in it and it helped her. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, I was in the town with, that she was in, in that, that particular time when I got the belly belly. And I'm like, I'm going to go to this medicine woman. I'm so like, yes, I'm going to go the natural way and all of that. And, um, oh, it just did not help at all. And I was in pain one, one morning. Um, cause I just literally it just could not be away from the any like more than 10 feet from the bathroom. It was horrible. And I, this, um, this uh, Balinese guy came up to me uh, where I was sitting and he, you know, we were chatting and he's like, Oh no, no, no. He goes, you need medicine. He goes, don't go to her. And, and so I was like, I, was, I you know, I went, ended up getting the antibiotics, which really helped. And, you know, in that particular situation, I needed it. But, um, 
what I realized is like, well, anyone who lives there doesn't get the Bali belly. I got it because I'm not used to their environment. I'm not used to the bacteria around like that they deal with all the time. And it's just like anyone who could maybe come to America, you know, they're not used to our strains of bacteria potentially and could get sick. And this is the importance of needing to always interact with your environment to build up an immune system so that you don't rely on, you know, exactly. That's, that's medicine is for emergency situations. It's not for everything. Mm -hmm. I think like we tell children, you know, let the child run around, let it touch things. It helps build their immune system. And then now we'll carry on in our houses and I can't comprehend why we're doing that because like we know that we need germs we know that it's a different strain of the flu it's just like at what point do you say enough is enough like we aren't like we see what you're doing kind of thing and then there's different sorry there's so many different things in vaccinations that it's like would you if you knew it wasn't a vaccination would you really want to take it because i personally haven't had a vaccination since, since i was a baby i don't think and i've never had the flu I, I very rarely get sick because I've built my immune system up by the way that I eat and the way that I live my life, I suppose. Yeah, the vaccinations is something that, um, you know, when I was a kid, I think I was like maybe 10, I was getting a booster shot. Um, my mom had taken me to the, the doctor and I just said, mom, I don't, I don't know why I'm getting this. I'm not sick. And she's like, well, you need to get it. And I said, well, just promise me that this is the last one because I don't want to get another one. She said, okay. And I just kind of knew in my own instinct and gut that there's, I don't understand why I'm getting this. Like we live in a first world country. And so what if I did get sick? It's not the end of the world, you know, like we're. You'll recover. Yeah. Like those things. And I feel like we talk about all these vaccines, but we never talk about let's build the immune system. Let's build our spiritual well-being. Let's, you know, clear our pineal gland and let's, you know, let's be more healthy living, but then they have cheap foods that are not good for you. And then the expensive foods, the ones that are good for you. And they wonder why the world is, you know, unhealthy. They don't teach us how to eat properly. They don't teach us what can build the immune system. There's so many natural herbs out there in the world that we can use. Like I come from a West Indian family. So my mum's side is from Barbados. And growing up as a child, she said they used to go in the garden, get certain bushes, mix them together. And there you go. They're feeling much better again. And I just don't know how we've moved to this society, but then I feel like the medical industry in itself is a business. It's not there to help you. It's there to keep you sick and bring in the money for the elite, the 1%. And that is a hard truth, I think, for a lot of people who depend on the, them as an authority to guide them into safety to really, to really swallow. Exactly. So a lot of the things that they give us as doctors and nurses and hospitals, they, all they do is, is suppress the pain they don't actually get to the cause and root it out it's just like oh i've got a a a scar or something here's something to suppress it or i've got like a bad stomach here's something it's like everything is a suppressant as opposed to let's find the cause and let's work this out properly and let's see how we can build the immune system to get rid of this Mm -hmm. as a new tablets and just suppressing every emotion within the body so I'm, I, I agree with you completely. And I'm curious um, what you, like, we see the, this happening collectively. Why do you think this is all happening right now? Like, what, what do you think is the big push? 
I feel like right now they're pushing for new world order. That's my personal opinion. A new world order basically is a one world banking system, cashless society, basically a communist country like China. They want the world to be like China, a dictatorship. They want to dictate to us. They want to vaccinate us where, you know, Bill Gates openly says, you know, only a mere 700,000 people might die. Uh, it's like, what? It, and how can you openly say that and people are just accepting it and still want a vaccination? It just, it, it boggles my mind how people actually still want to get a vaccination after knowing what Bill Gates has said and, and who he is and what he really does. Like, how can you, how can a man who works in IT be dictating to the whole of the health system? I, I don't understand. You know, I put out a few posts on Facebook about this and, um, I have this one guy who uh, just keeps coming back to my post and just, he's basically there to make fun of me and, and doesn't offer anything intelligent to the conversation at all. It'd be one thing you can disagree with me, just offer something intelligent to like have discourse with. But he, um, I, he, his one post, I just about fell off my chair laughing how he was feeling bad for Bill Gates. Here's this man who made a made his fortune and is just trying to help the world. And I'm like, oh no. But we all know that Bill Gates has been in Africa and India. He's made women sterile so they can't be babies. They've got like autism. They've got missing body parts. They've got defects. I, I, we see this every day. We know that these are his charities that go out there. I, I don't see why Bill Gates is being seen as a... a well, here's the, here's the reason why, because when you actually go to research it, which I'm sure anyone who doesn't agree with that would go and research it maybe to just see if it's right or wrong. And what happens is the Google search engines are so flooded with um, anything to counter the narrative of truth that yep. they flood the first few pages with all of these things that tell you why it's debunked. Exactly. And people just look at that and think, oh, okay, it's a debunk, this person's just spreading false lies without actually realizing that mm, Google might be in bed with Microsoft and Bill Gates and everything else, you know, controlling it so that you only see certain information and you see a narrative just like the TV is only pushing a narrative into your family room every night. And I think that's why people are just don't see it because when they go to research it, if they're not smart about how to research information, which unfortunately you kind of have to be that way that right now is yeah. that you see a couple of posts at the beginning of the first Google page. and You're like, Oh, it's debunked. I don't need to look into it. Yeah, but you should. I, I, I always urge people at the end of my videos to please go and do your own research. I don't, I always say, I don't want you to believe what I'm saying. I want you to go and see for yourself. And I feel Right now, Google, like you said, is in bed with Bill Gates. So they are um, taking down a lot of videos. They're, taking, they're, they're censoring a lot of things, which is probably making it a little bit harder to find information. But the information is still there. You just, got, you just got to go a bit deeper to find it. Like Bill Gates has his hand in Gavi. He's got his hand in the BBC here in London. He's got his hands in GSK. He's got his hand in literally... Every medical, the CDC, the WHO, he's giving funding to all these people and he's dictating what is happening. And, but you can find it. You just got to search, like we said, down that rabbit hole. Just go a little bit further. <laughs> the truth is out there for those who are willing to find it. Literally. Seeking you shall find. Mm -hmm. Not open. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, okay. So you're just like, I totally agree with you. This is a, about like a, a t- under the guise of unity, um, they're pushing this world order of trying to like unify us all into one monetary system. Um, you know, everything just make us one because people think, Oh, like if we're just unified, it's all going to be great. Now, no borders, no, like anything, like it's just utopia. And it's just so far from what is actually going to happen. Exactly. If to be fair in, if this was a, a good world, well, it is a good world. If we had good leaders, it wouldn't be a bad thing so much, so to say. But with the leaders that we have right now, it's not a good thing. All they want to do is control us, vaccinate us, depopulate, because they said there's too many of us in the world, which is a blatant lie. There's enough room and enough food for everyone in this world. But their thing is depopulation, money, power, and control. And if we go to a one-world banking system, cashless society, that basically means that your, everything you do is tracked and traced. You, it's like that you have no freedom, you have no privacy. Everything will be stored in the cloud up in the air, which anyone can access to. And who is actually controlling the cloud information? Like we're told it's these companies, but who really is controlling that? Like you have to ask yourself these things. And it's just like they want robots to come in and take over. And like people think with this house arrest now, it's like a one off. But honestly, if New World Order comes in, this would be a this would be a normal thing. They even want, I think in New York now I saw a post where they're trying to make virtual schooling in New York so kids don't have to go back to school. That just shows you how far they're trying to take it. And then they want to chip you with a they're saying that the vaccine has no chip, but it has. It's got a nanotechnology chip, which will basically connect you to everything electrical around you. And then bearing in mind that we are vibrational beings. This is just affecting our whole equilibrium within our bodies. We're, we're not actually our bodies. We are more of our souls. And that is what's being affected. The spirit's being affected. The vibrations are being put out. It's, it's just not good on any level, honestly. It's, I actually, if I had to really, really think about it, I'd be more terrified than I am. But I have to try and level myself off with the information. But it, we are going to scary times if we allow it to happen, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah, I agree with you. And it can be it can be very scary if you really let yourself surrender into all of this information and yeah. i think for me i've realized i want to learn what i can but i'm kind of picking and choosing my sources now that don't take me on an emotional roller coaster like try to like pump the fear in because i don't yeah. like that i i can learn without having fear <laughs> i mean yeah. the information is scary enough you don't need to add in all the emotional elements to it Um, but also, I also know that, you know, we're in control of our reality. Um, we have more power over this reality than a lot of people realize in how our mind works, how, like you said, we're vibrating. Um, and that if you get caught up in seeing too much, if you spend too much time with this information, it naturally becomes part of your reality through the habit of constantly giving your energy to it. Yeah. So there's kind of like this fine balance of wanting to learn, but also detach. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, we drive you crazy, to be honest, because there's so much, there's actually so much wrong in this world right now. It's not only scary, but it's really sad as well, because we've got children being trafficked. We've got children being killed, children are being 
you know, going missing every five seconds. We've got organ harvesting. There's so many things that is happening right now. It's, if we had to really sit down and think about life, deep down, I think we all know something's not right in life. I think we have to know something isn't wrong. We can't believe that this is how life should be. Mm-hmm. It's, there's too wrong in the world for it to be right. Yeah. <sighs> You know, bringing up the whole child trafficking thing, I posted yesterday, I saw an article from the Euro Weekly that a thousand um, trafficked people, like humans, kids and and, um, humans were rescued in Spain, Barcelona, Spain. A huge human trafficking ring was taken down, 12 people arrested, and it was nowhere. The information, you could find it nowhere on any of the media. Like, why aren't people talking about, this is a huge deal. A thousand exactly. victims saved? Exactly. There's, a, there's another one I saw, I think it was in Australia, was it? And then there's another one with a guy who went undercover and they busted a whole... Where was it? What country was it? Oh, I can't remember what country it was now, but basically a guy went undercover pretending that he wants, you know, to find these young girls. And in the end, they all got busted. I think 12 of them got arrested. They're young girls, like 6, 7, 12, 13, 18. It's just like where's your conscience people like this isn't normal to have humans being slaves we still have slavery now like in places like yemen and certain places we still have slavery like slavery never got abolished and i feel like i always say this slavery still exists we have old time slaves that you know don't get paid still get beaten and then we're new age slaves we work we get a paycheck and we pay taxes we're just slave slaves in a different way a hundred percent. One hundred percent. And I think that's what people just don't even realize is that what they're consenting to. When we go exactly. right back to the idea of what you don't know, you don't know what you're consenting to. Exactly. It's like, I don't know about in America, but over here in London, we have this thing called NI, which is National Insurance Number. And it's like, they give you this number so that you can work, but then you've got to pay for this number. But it's like, I never answer the number, but I've still got to pay National Insurance every month and I get paid. And it's like, well, I didn't answer this number. They say it's the, it's the proof that you can work and all this stuff. Okay, great. But why are you charging me for it? You gave it to me. Like some things just, if you really think about some things in life, then you'll actually start thinking, well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It's like, even when you're driving, like, I don't know, in England, we have certain roads and some roads are 40 miles, some roads are 50 miles. I'm like, but the 50 mile road should be the 30 mile road and the 30 mile road should be the 50 mile road. Like, I don't understand. It's just like something simple like that. And it's just like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, yeah, I'm totally on board with what exactly I've, I've, I've questioned the same thing when it comes to like just simple things like driving and speed limits. And I'm like, why here and why not there and vice versa? Yeah. Cause that's it, like a slower road. Cause there's more, you know, more traffic where this one's like, it's just like, oh, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's just simple things like that, that people aren't questioning. You know, when you go back to the child trafficking, before I ask you this question, that is such a difficult truth for people. To, I think that is the hardest truth for people to swallow, to be quite honest, because innately in us, in our own human nature, no one of a healthy, sound mind, which is the majority of our population, could ever stand to watch a child, a child. And this is what I think is people don't realize when they think about sex trafficking, like child trafficking, they may be thinking of teenagers, which is still wrong, but it's exactly. like three-year-olds, exactly. two-year-olds being raped. And it's, 
It's so disgusting. I don't know why we don't have the outrage. Well, I do know why we don't have the outrage over it. But what is your, because personally, what I feel is that the, the biggest root of the evil on this planet that could take this whole thing down is the child sex trafficking. And even some of the worst parts that are attached to it. What do you feel is the root of all of this kind of, what do you feel would take, like, you know, that one pin, if you pulled it out, like everything would crumble? I feel in order for this to stop, it's, we have to pull down the one percenters. There, a lot of them are the child traffickers themselves. They are the child pedophiles. They are the child traffickers. They don't, they don't care. So I feel like it's a thing where we as a nation have to have to stand together, united as, not even as black, white, rich, poor, just as humanity, just as humans, stand together and be like, no, this is like, this is enough now. Because I think when we get rid of that 1% and we bring in truly, you know, good people who genuinely want what's right for everyone in their countries or their cities, whatever it may be, I think then we would get, the justice that we need but the one percent have to go because they are part of the problem yeah and i feel like part of the reason why there this is is perpetuated is because of all the blackmail used through the child trafficking and the sex rings yeah. and that, that they get involved in in order to get promoted to higher positions um and i'm not just talking about a simple higher position in a company i'm talking about like global position yeah and also, yeah, exactly. So let's talk about some of these recent events that have been happening that, um, you know, I believe you can look at it and it's, and it's awful. Some, the, the things that are going on right now, widespread, are just really unfortunate and it's very sad. Um, part of me also knows that it's part of the awakening process. Uh, this yep. is the only, unfortunately, when you're refusing to see truth, when it's knocking on your door, then the toughest lessons are going to come through in order to wake you up, to show you what's going on. So if you're going to keep resisting it, well, then you're, you're going to take a harder slap across the head, basically. My mom said to me as a child, those that don't hear must feel. That was all her sayings. If I was, like, if I was being naughty, I wasn't listening. I hurt myself. She's like, those who don't hear must feel. And it's true. If you don't listen, eventually you would have to feel it. This is very true. That is a very true statement. Because I think that people, until it's happening to them, they don't get it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So with the whole, let's just say, like, what has been your um, take on... How much was COVID-19, aside from like the sheltering at home and all of that, like a bit of a wake up for people like within your own personal reality? So I feel like I've had a few more people wake up. Like one lady that I work with, her um, sister has woken up to what's been happening. Obviously, like I said before, my friend has woken up. And when you look across social media, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, more and more people are waking up and it is good to see, but I feel like we still need more because if the majority are still in sleep zone, so to speak, or not awakening or too scared to awakening, we're all going to feel it even more. Like everyone will feel it that way. If we awake, then hopefully we can fight against it and we won't have to feel it. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But 
I feel like we need more people awake. But I do feel I I genuinely am hopeful that good will overcome evil, and I truly believe that. I I believe it too. I have a lot of faith in humanity. I have a lot of faith in um, just like what you said, good prevailing over evil, because we are literally facing one of the worst kinds of evil right now. Yep, we really are. It's really disturbing that some people are not seeing it yet. Um, But again, it just goes back to what you're not willing to see or what you're not ready. Maybe you're not ready to see it yet, you know, and to each their own. It's it's the matrix, isn't it? Like some wake up and some are so plugged in the system that they'll, they'll fight for it. A system that doesn't care for them, doesn't help them, doesn't really serve them. But because it's all they know, they will fight for it. It literally are. We are literally now in the matrix. Mm -hmm. That's, our, is our reality every day yeah what are your t- what is your take on like the whole like now that the riots have been happening and there's such a a push through um you know black lives matter and so much racial division coming to the surface um like i'm curious do you see this as part uh, and then it's not to say that racism doesn't exist it absolutely does it's an unfortunate thing but part of what's happening feels to me like a racism psyop. Yeah. So I truly believe that I, like I said, these people have planned what they're going to do. It's been a little bit plans. Well, if I've known since I was 16, I'm now 36, that's 20 years. So these plans have been in play before I probably even knew about it. So these plans have been in play for ages. And I feel like when they realized that COVID didn't have the effect that they wanted, because basically I feel that they wanted to bring a new world order. Their plan was bringing COVID, so let's screen all the news that COVID is killing all these people. Let's, as Bill Gates said, they, they need to stay in the house for was it a year and a half, 18 months until they get a vaccination. Then when we vaccinate everyone, you know, things can go back to the new normal. Now, when they realised that doctors were coming out and saying, well, actually, this is no more different to a flu strain. People aren't really dying. It's like 0.001% of death, 99% uh, recovery rate. And then, obviously, you've got Trump in America trying to open everything up and then talking about the hydrochloroquine, or hydrochloroquine, what you call it, and how he took that. And then doctors were giving um, their patients that as well. And then, obviously, COVID's slide disappearing. So then I feel like they know that black people are very reactive. We are very reactive people. We're very emotional people. It's because of there is racism. We've been through a lot. And it's... <laughs> It just amounts a lot. So when you see a, a policeman killing a black person, they know that's going to provoke a reaction within us. Now, my thing is, I am not down for the protest. Not because I'm not with... Not because I don't believe in racism. I know racism there, but I feel like that's part of their plan. It's like everyone starts rioting, everyone starts protesting, then they can say that COVID has gone up again. And like they're already saying that COVID is higher in Blackpool, which is actually a lie. Because if you look across the countries in the world of who had the most cases, it was actually countries in like America and England and Italy. Africa had like eight cases. Barbados, where my family's from, had about three or four cases and everyone recovered. So it's just like, I feel like they're trying to, they're trying to push everyone out to try and up their numbers again for their second wave, which Fauci openly says there'll be a second wave in October. Well, how do you know there'll be a second wave in October unless you're 
not doing it yourself. And then Black Lives Matter is funded by George Soros. He's like a white, he's, he's part of the one percenters. He's a white elitist. So I don't understand why I personally will march for that and to that. It, to me, it makes no sense. But I do understand why black people, and to be fair, it's probably actually made people unite because not only black people were protesting, white people were there alongside us, supporting us. It made the mark, even here in London, people are protesting for George Floyd in America. All around the world, people have been protesting and all it is doing is uniting us, to be honest. So I feel like their plans are... I feel like they they done it wrong and I think it's given us time to wake up, basically. And I feel like we are uniting more. Yes, there are going to be people that will always be racist and remain racist. That is their choice. But I feel like the majority of people just want to live in peace and harmony. I agree. I agree. I don't believe that racism is, is as pervasive as the media is trying to tell us it is. Because, uh, And I think that that idea of this, I think why people were uniting for these you know, protests and all that coming together is because of that very reason. I don't think racism is as pervasive as the media is trying to imprint everyone's mind with. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. The unfortunate truth is, is that we can't control everyone's mind and the way they think and the way they view the world. Yeah. The hatred is always going to exist at some level in, in certain people, you know, yeah. and that's not something we can change. Um, you can't control other people. You can only control yourself. And if everyone yeah. just took a, a, um, responsibility for their own choices and where they're coming from, you know, this world would be a lot, I think would be further along than where it is right now. Yeah, there are, I, I do believe there is institutional racism. And I, I feel like whether it be the school system or the work system, there is racism. I can't deny that as a black woman, I, I see it. But I feel like if we're talking about people on a whole, talking about institutes, I'll say in, most institutes are race, like, it's in the systems. Talking about people as individuals, I feel like, Everyone has prejudice to a degree. It, it's, it's who we are. It's human nature. Mm-hmm. But I feel like overall, most people just want to live and just be free and just do what they want to do with whoever they want to do it with. But, but it's, like, like, it's like Jane Elliott. Have you ever heard of her? The, lady, the white lady who talks about, you know, racism and she does like, um, uh, what do you call them? Like exercises to prove racism. Have you ever heard of her? Mm-mm. Have a Google her. She's really good. She explains like institutional racism. Like she explains how we don't even know that we are prejudiced or racist because it's so inbuilt that we just think it's normal kind of thing. So some people, some people know that they're outright racist. Some people don't actually know they're being racist because it's so embedded that they don't know no different. But if you check out Jane Elliott, some of her videos, she'll, she'll explain it better than me. Okay. Well, you know, to that point, I I agree because what I'm seeing now happen is that people are being institutionalized through the media to be racist while they're trying to fight racism. (laughs) Like it's, it's like you're trying to solve a problem with the same problem. I don't get it. And it's like one of those things where if we're going to continuously separate each other via the color of our skin, our gender, like it, the list can go on and on and on. That's what, that, that's what 
conquer and divide. They, they, they divide us by race, religion, status, you know, where we live, how we live, if we go on holiday. Like, we are divided in so many ways, but, but at the end of the day, we're all humans. We're all just here, not really knowing how we got here, what the real plan is, but we know that we're all here. We're just humans trying to live, mm-hmm. go through this, have our experiences and leave. Because no, no one leaves here alive. I mean, like, no one leaves alive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yoga is place in the ground, six feet at the end of the day. It's so true. And, you know, like, it's okay. You know, the, it, it, this is just one of those times where even I feel, I don't know if you felt this, but there have been days where I've struggled because, um, you know, the programming is so deep in some people and some of the things that people will say to you despite knowing you for as long as they've known you and known your character will like throw out these very loose accusations that are quite hurtful uh, quite hurtful and harmful that i just they don't realize what they're doing they have no idea like what they're actually saying and where it's all coming from and sometimes it can get it can get a little down, you know, like this is, it's kind of one of those things where you almost want to just step back from it a little bit and go like, Oh my gosh. Like, can I take, can I take a vacation while all this happens? I've actually been quite lucky. I haven't had anyone really go against what I've been saying, whether they know me or not. I've had a few people on Instagram saying, you know, keep spreading the truth, keep telling us, keep us in the form. Like I know you would have were, was a real one. Like, it's just like, so I've, I've actually been lucky. I haven't had any negativity, really, in anything I've said so far. So, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. I, I don't know if it's lucky or unlucky, but so far I've not had any backlash to anything I've said so far. Well, I think that's but, partly, too, because I think you're just so good at delivering your content. You know, you speak really well, and it's well thought out. And yeah. you don't bring any emotion into it, which... Um, for me personally, that's something that I'm trying to work on because I grew up in a very emotionally driven family, like yeah. emotions ro- drove that household. And so yeah. learning to deprogram myself from that um, has, is, I, I know one of my lessons and I'm trying hard to, to do that. Um, but I can see how that can be misinterpreted, you know, because there's an energy there and a lot of people may be picking up on the energy versus the actual message. Yeah, I know, to be fair though, me personally, um, within two weeks into the lockdown in London, I literally sat on my bed and I cried for about half an hour. And I said to, I said, when I said that, no, that video you put up, I said to you, oh my God, that's how I felt. Like I cried for half an hour because I was like, why did I choose to come here? What was I thinking? Like, what is happening? Like New World Order is coming. I'm like, I, I don't want to be here. Like I went through a whole... In half an hour, I went through tears and all these thoughts. I was questioning my creator, saying, like, why did I ask to be here? Why, why did you send me here? I don't want to be here anymore. I'm not ready for this. This is not what I asked. This is not what I signed up for. And after crying, I sat there. I said, you know what, universe? Just use me as a vessel. Whatever it is you want me to say or do, find it somehow to get it to me, this message, so I can do it. And that's when I started doing my first videos about what was happening. Oh, Really? Yeah, Cause I don't. I speak about this stuff to some people, but like you said, not everyone gets it, or some people don't want to hear it. So I don't really speak about it much. But obviously, because it's what's happening now, I can't not say anything. I have mm-hmm. to say something to at least 
even if I can awaken one person a day, that's enough. Like, all it takes is one person to wake another person to awaken another person. But yeah, I literally cried for half an hour and I just said, please tell me why I chose to come here. I've, I've had enough. I'm done. <laughs> I was there. I've had those moments as well, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's hard because when you're trying to bring truth to the light and so many people are not ready for it, uh, the backlash is difficult. You know, it's, it's difficult to put on your armor, you know, like whatever your energetic armor, your emotional armor, um, to, to handle that. I don't think people realize, uh, through their own cognitive dissonance, how their reactions hurt other people, which is, I'll be fair. Like, it's not on them to worry about how I feel, you know, like my feelings are my own. I take full responsibility for them, but you know, just an awareness of that, I think is, is definitely uh, lacking. Yeah, definitely. We are in scary times. I, I can't say we're not, but at the same time, I'm hopeful because if we look at, look at things now, there is more and more information coming out and people are seeing this information. And I feel like the information that's coming out now, you, I feel like you can't dismiss it. It's so like, prominent you have to at least acknowledge it and I think we're getting to that point now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree and I also think that this I believe that the um the majority is more silent than speaking right now yeah they're probably they're probably still taking it in and digesting and learning I'm guessing yeah and I suppose speak on things until they know enough information that could be that as well but all you've got to do is go down that rabbit hole. Keep going, keep going, and keep going. And you will find what you need to know, if not more than what you thought you would have wanted to know. I think that's a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's important to not get too pulled into what the media keeps putting out because the more they push, the part, the more, the logical part of me knows well, they're, they're losing their grip on the control of the narrative definitely lose the more they push it push it push it they are yeah and that although they like to make it seem like we're just a bunch of conspiracy theorists and um that everyone else is sane and we're just a small group and we just need they we just need to be shut down the the truth that i see is that there are way more people who are conspiracy theorists than not exactly really quickly would you, um, because I know you talked about this on one of your videos, do you want to just share with the audience the root of conspiracy theories and where, how it all started? And, and because, you know, that is another psyop, um, is the whole term conspiracy theories to shut down any truth coming to the surface. Well, so when I was doing a bit of research, I was like, where's this, this term come from? And I found out that after uh, JF Kennedy was killed, obviously we know it was an inside job. He was killed by the governments or the people around him. And they wanted to, and people knew that. So to quiet the tongues, they basically labeled anyone that went against their narrative or of it being whoever they chose to, that they said had killed JF Kennedy was actually not, it was the government. So they made up this, this term conspiracy theorists to basically make us look like we're just talking nonsense when actually we know JF Kennedy was assassinated by the governments. He was not assassinated by that man who they put in prison. The governments were behind it because JF Kennedy, I feel to a degree, knew what bad was happening and he wanted to maybe, 
because he done he tried to get the national the he tried to um sign over the uh, what do you call it the federal reserve mm-hmm. one knows that the federal reserve is not the, a bank of america it's a privately owned bank by i believe it's a rothschilds who own the oils as well at the same time. So they're like part of the 1%. That's one of the families that are part of the 1% is the Rothschilds who own the Federal Reserve. And I think JFK just tried to get the Federal Reserve at one point And soon after that, he was gone. Mm-hmm. Was he gone. was. And it's interesting because, um, well, you know, Trump is very good friends with the Kennedy family. And he yeah. said that he's going to finish off what, their father started, you know, and what Kennedy JFK was trying to do is very much expose the one percenters as you're talking about. And it's interesting Mm -hmm. because I actually was able to, like I sent a video to my father and he, Mm -hmm. he, him and I are on the same page on some topics, not all topics, but there are Mm -hmm. certain ones that we're on the same page about. And, um, he, when I sent him a video about, you know, the financial system and the fed, and all of that, he didn't realize that the Fed was privately owned. Yeah, he had no idea. And then he's like, well, now everything's starting to make more sense. And now that Trump has taken over the Fed, yep, he's that is huge news. Exactly, the same thing JFK tried to do. Mm-hmm. But he got so, and I, 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 I'm not saying I'm a big Trump fan. I'm not. I'm definitely not a Democrat fan. That's for sure. Because Hillary Clinton, Obama, the whole lot of them—they're just one percent puppets. But Trump, he is bringing, it appears that he's clearing the swamp. It looks like he calls that fake news. I respect him for that because CNN is fake news. A lot of these news stations are fake news and they're being paid to have a narrative. They're privately owned companies. Like, I think the one percenters or, yeah, the one percenters basically own all the news media and all the, in fact, not just news media, all the channels and TVs that we watch are controlled by those same one percenters. Like, everything's in their powers so they can have the narrative that they want and they want people to believe because they control they control it all really but that's why i respect trump for shouting out fake news and people don't understand why he's why he keeps on saying fake news because it is fake news they're making up stories and lies to make the the mass population feel fearful so they can start bringing in their new rules which takes away our humanity and our human rights and then soon we'll have none left. Mm-hmm. So I can respect Trump in the sense of, yes, he, he calls out fake news and it appears that he is clearing the swamp. Yeah. And it's a big job. It runs deep. You know, there's, there's a lot there. And, you know, when you go back into time, into history, and you think about like the kings and queens ruling the lands and, and your kingdoms and all that, they've always known he who controls the narrative controls the people. Exactly. It's known throughout history. It's, this is not a conspiracy theory. The more that, and that's why they always kept the knowledge in the libraries only available to the people who had a lot of money because exactly. they didn't want the churches and stuff they keep, isn't it? Pardon? They keep a lot, of, a lot of the information like the Vatican and churches, don't they? A lot of the history. Yeah. Yeah. And because they don't want the commoners like you and I and everyone else to know this stuff because exactly. if we did, we're so much bigger than them. Like we could take them, we can take them down. And that's what's, we're kind of, it's kind of this uprising right now. And exactly. you watch the word, is it ant, Bugs Life or Ant Life? Where there's a scene of the ants and the guy says, if you let one of them stand up, then they all stand up. And that is literally what we need to do. We need to get one to stand up so we all can stand up because 
there is literally less of them. I think they said there's 7 billion people in the world. And out of the 7 billion, there'll probably like a thousand people. If that, what, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And I think that's one of the reasons why now I'm just speaking up more because I have a voice. I'm not afraid to use it now. I used to be afraid to use it because of the ridicule, because of the judgment that I received. Yeah. Cause I've known a lot about a lot of the stuff since I was a teenager, not everything yeah. I've it's grown in, 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 yeah. but you know, there's certain things that I've always questioned. I've always questioned religion. I've always questioned the government and I've always questioned the health and medical industry. And yeah, so when I think one of the ways we're in an information war. So when you can use your voice to spread more information, this is probably the most effective way of actually you know, winning this thing and not allowing the narrative to be controlled by the one percenters, not allowing them to tell us what we can and can't hear, you know, like what, why are you so, what are you so scared of us knowing? Why, why do you want us to be censored? Why, why do you think it's harmful for us to know information? You know, like we should be able to, to discern for ourselves what is true and what's not. If it's. And I feel like, sorry, just forget. I feel like if anyone doesn't believe what we're saying, just think of the film. Was it Contagion? Because mm-hmm. what was that storyline? Uh, it was a virus that broke out in a lab in China. And what, what's happening now? So like films, a lot of films have a lot of truths. We think we're just watching a film. The Matrix is truth. Contagion is truth this is what we're seeing now so if you don't believe what we're saying at least watch one of those films and you'll actually think actually i i can correlate hopefully because there's a lot of there's a lot of truth in a lot of films that is a fact i believe that the films are being used to manufacture our consent exactly it is because these people have no advance what they're doing we have to consent to it so they do a lot of programming that's why our tvs are where they are Mm-hmm. because when you look at hollywood it's all tied back to the cia it's literally on their website yep the cia run hollywood mm-hmm. and they're elite pedophiles out there exactly and it doesn't take long to find that information out like it doesn't <laughs> you could literally go to the cia website and see exactly. their involvement in hollywood um, think about things playing then you'll get a lot of information who was on epstein's flights to back and forth with ireland and you know who some of your pedophiles are <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Well, it was such a pleasure to have you on, Tioni. I, I really enjoyed this. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's useful. I hope people understand, you know, what is happening because if we don't wake up as a nation, or at least more of us, then I really, I really don't know what, what to say or what's going to happen. But I know that we won't like it. No one will like it if we get to that point. Yeah. I they think- know to... <laughs> yeah, I think the difference is that some of us are aware of like where this is going and some just don't realize that it's that's where it's going. Even though they don't want it to go that way, I don't think they believe in their heart of hearts that it is actually going that way. And that's why if you think about previous vaccines, just touch on vaccines quickly, they have things like mercury, aluminum, they have like baby fetuses in there. It's like, why would you want that in your body? These are what they're trying to push out as your vaccination now added with a nano chip to track your every move if you can't see that the fact that we're trying to move to a cashless cashless society if you can't see the control in that then i just honestly i don't know i don't know what else to say to someone really yeah but you know like we're all going to awaken at our own pace and 
um, in some ways I see the role. I see the, the divine orchestration of having those still very resistant and still kind of not wanting to see the truth very much asleep as we call them. Yep. And then us who are like more on the front lines of waking up and trying to help them um, yep. see what we're seeing uh, or at least to see something, you know, at least for them to see whatever they, they need to see. Uh, yeah. because it doesn't have to be exactly what we see. We, we, you know, a perception is everything. Yeah. But where was I just going with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, what, where I was going with all of that is that in a way they're teachers for us to help use our voice more in the face of adversity, even when it's yeah. hard, you know, to, yeah. to, to give us that strength to keep pushing forward and, you know, and we're teachers for them in the way that we're yeah. teaching. So it's very, you know, it's mirrored back and forth. We're all playing these roles for one another. So. One last thing before I go, actually. Another part of New World Order is basically merging humanity with AI, artificial intelligence, which is, if anyone knows about Elon, is it Elon Musk? He does all the AI stuff. Mm -hmm. That's something else that is not a good thing. Merging us with AI, our vibrations with robots they want us basically to have no conscience and be like robots that they can control yeah as so i can look into i think right now they've given him permission to put these satellites around the earth which in essence will help with the nano chip that they want to put in us that will connect us to everything electrical around us which then you've got a 5g post that they're talking about which uses oxygen which will have effects on your respiratory system so there, there's a lot, there's a lot happening and it's time to, it really is time for us to wake up. It really is. It really is. Well, I'm going to have to have you back on because this has been fun and we can talk about a whole bunch of other stuff down the road, maybe later in the year. Maybe, you know, we'll see, is this second wave actually coming or not? I don't know. We'll see. I think That's Trump right. defunding the who may have a huge part in it not coming, so but like, yeah, we'll he's see. A, he's I'll give him that. He's done a good thing with that, defunding the who, but then he had celebrities who wanted to fund the who. And that, that says a lot. Whichever celebrities are trying to fund the who, when Trump tried to defund it, that gives you a lot of information about who's doing what behind the scenes. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. And Tuni, do you have, I know you're, you do coaching. Um, do you have a website or anything like that if people want to work with you? Um, yeah, I've got a website. It's just www.tonihall.com. Just my name. Okay. I'll have it in the show notes. For people to yeah. and you can find her on Instagram and Facebook. Are you on Twitter? I am just Tioni Hall, basically. This is my okay. name. Okay, I'll have to look. Tioni. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, and thank you to everyone for being here again with me this week. I love you so much. Stay in your truth and keep fighting this information war in whatever capacity you can. You know, just every little thing helps uh, as we take action through our words, through our thoughts. And through physical action, um, we start to create a momentum that I don't think will be stopped. So thanks so much, guys. I love you. We'll be back with you next week. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. 
And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, lisaloveslove.com, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, lisaloveslove.com, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.